Good evening and welcome to the scoop. Y'all know what time it is. Let's squad up. Squad up.
So I want to say what's up to my people. I hope y'all are ready for a good show tonight. So uh, let me first say what's going on to my people. How you doing, Miss Shaquilla Willis, all the way from uh, OKC, Oklahoma? I am well on the, well, I am here on this evening. Let me not give my normal I am well. It's been crazy around the Willis household this week. <laughs> we are sick and yeah. shut in, but we are in this thing. <laughs> so I'm y'all happy to, to be here. Y'all need to have like a healing service or something going on over there? Well, both of the girls have strep, and it went around at my workplace on last week, and I've been ducking and dodging it and just getting the residuals of what strep brings when you've been in the vicinity. But but um, nobody is feeling 100% around this camp right about now. Well, I hope everybody's feeling better. Hope everybody's yeah, feeling better. yeah. Let's lift the prayer, warriors, for the Willis's please, and thank you. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Thank you, thank you. Definitely, definitely. Tonight we got joining us. Um, we got joining us from 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 uh, somebody. She ain't even a guest no more. She ain't not a guest anymore. Uh, she fam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kelly John, Kelly Johnson, Kirby, Kirby Kitten, CEO. What's going on, Kelly? Hey, hey, what's up? Hi, Kelly. Yeah, you you're not you're not a guest anymore. So you you know mm-hmm. I don't even have to go through all the who you are. Everybody knows you now. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am but doing great right. and happy to be here. Cool, cool. All right. And of course we got Cuzzo riding shotgun. What's up with your homeboy? What's going on, man? Fresh off the uh, slave and trying to get home and have some little fun. Okay. Okay. All right, cool, cool. We're going to go ahead and get into this topic tonight. we got quite a bit uh, of good stuff to talk about, so let's go ahead and jump into the news. What we got going on? Well, looks like I'm going to start with the educational side. So, Ms. DeVos, I hope I'm – I don't care if I'm saying her name right. She ended up getting her spot as the – Head of Education for the United States here, and um, they did everything they could to prove that she was like the biggest dummy underneath the sun, but for some reason, she still got voted in, and folks aren't really smiling about our educational system right now. They believe that everything is about to get worse, and it's not like we were already doing good. I mean, we have certain states that do good, but as a whole, yeah, we're not doing too good, and it's about to get a little worse. Um, I know uh, I've leaked. No, we don't all have kids, so uh, I know some of us have kids, and you know, education is very important. So, how do you guys feel about this local dummy taking over the education department and being the say so of what happens in all the states as far as education? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be honest. One I really have not followed, so I don't really even know. I don't know anything about it. To be honest with you, I haven't really followed this one. So, what's what's her what's the problem with her? Like, why don't we like her? The problem with her is is that she's a buy-in, and they made that very clear. Like the very first thing they said was, uh, "Would it be fair to say that your family has invested almost three hundred million dollars into the Republican Party?" And she just sat there with this little cheesy smile like, well, uh, you know, I, I guess that'd be fair. That's fair. 
And I'm like, so <laughs> would it be fair to say that the, the only reason that you're even sitting in this chair right now is because of all the money that you gave to the Republican Party, not because you know anything about education, because clearly you don't. You couldn't even define these two words right here, and they're both out of the sixth grade vocabulary, and you didn't know the difference in those two. Well, well, I mean, well, 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 lady, answer the question. And if you watch that clip, man, she didn't answer one question. Like, mm-hmm. he gave them, the, very, he gave them yes. for real the beauty pageant answer every time. Like, well, I'm just here for world peace. World, world peace. So what's her, Everybody what's her world, what's peace. world peace for everyone. What's her background? I mean, like, she, they just, she knows nothing about Being rich? Uh-uh. She has no background. Her background really is being rich, and I really wish I was being more than petty right now, but that's really what her background is, is being filthy rich. You know what I picked up as I've watched, as I've been watching on like CNN and MSNBCs of the world. When I the the first introduction that I had to her was with Elizabeth Warren when she went on her first um, confirmation hearings or conversation. Yes, didn't she though? Um, I think the thing that's making I think the thing that's making people feel the most uncomfortable about her is because she is so disconnected from the current state of what education is in. She nor any of her children have had to deal with financial aid, scholarships, the normal process that it takes to go through getting into school, the burdens that these kids are dealing with as they are going through school, the after, you know, the post-education issues, like she is in no way prepared or even in touch with the current state of education. So to just implant her into this already flailing, you know, situation just seems just stupid. And it then it, it, it then brings more attention to the fact that she was a buy-in, just like Rashad said. Like, it, it, it just looks so bad. Like, there was just not even a thought, well, we're going to even try and convince them a little bit that this is who should be here. It's just... And I don't know a lot about her either, but every time I've seen this woman speak regarding education and how she's qualified, she has proven to be less than qualified every time. Yeah, this yeah, is your I, this is your wheelhouse with education. What is it? What it, what, it, what have you heard through your grapevines with her? Um. Well, we really, have, we really haven't discussed it much as far as any of our forums. In the financial aid world, but you know, I'm pretty much I was agreeing with you with what you were saying about you know every time I've seen her and even the video when they were asking her all the questions of what she would do to you know help um, with the all the problems that are going on with education right now and just the fact that she was so clueless to anything uh, just you know I was just dumbfounded on how she still received this position. Um, yeah. The One of the major things is, I don't know if you guys remember about ITT Tech closing, and I used to be I used to be employed by them. And so there's a big push for making sure schools are, you know, have gainful employment um, policies to make sure students are learning what they need to learn and will be able to get into the workforce and earn a wage that will help them pay back student loans. So that is a very big deal and the fact that she didn't know anything about that is just, you know, red flags are just popping up all over the place. 
She's just so disconnected. So, and, and I ain't even tried. Like, she didn't cram or anything. Right. <laughs> like, right, yeah. We know you have an attitude. Right, yeah, you, you didn't had to know what they were going to ask you. You didn't study. <laughs> right. like, you don't got nobody on your team to say they're definitely going to ask you these five things. If you don't know. Yeah, she ain't having no card, nothing. Get over that hump, and then we can play, you know, mm-hmm. sheep from here on out. She didn't know nothing, bro. Like, they, he at, like, simple as day. Uh, uh, Bur- Uncle Bernie, he was at her throat, too. And bro said, look here, <laughs> now you know we stand for free college. We want everybody to be able to go to at least community college for free. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, is it okay, yes or no? Is it cool right. to do that or no? And she couldn't just give a yes or a no. Like, everything was comma, but, but, comma, but, but. And he kept telling her, like, lady, I see that you don't want to answer this question. Let me help you out. Yes or no? That's fine. You don't have nope. to answer anything. Like, he was for real munching. And her, like, bro was mad. Like, if you didn't see somebody get mad before, Bernie was mad. Bernie was It's almost like mad. This, uh, this administration is has gotten so far out as far as shock value is concerned. It's, they're just going to go with that, I think. They don't feel that there's a need for any real facts. There's not because I and, and the whole media flip of it all is making it so that it's even a bigger distraction because it's a setup to make us feel that eventually the media is going to be a lie, even if it's not now. Eventually they're going if they say it enough, they think that it will become true. So they're going to push these people through. We're not going to get any of the valid questions answered. And when we ask these questions, they're going to be re- the rebuttal will be, well, the media is posing it this way. It's not what it is. Okay, well, if that's the case, then tell us what it is. When we ask you if that's not the truth, then tell us the truth and you have nothing, then what are we supposed to say? So it's going to be this next, this, whether it's four or eight years, it's going to be a constant. If you think we argued the last eight years, if you think we didn't get much done then, like, oh. <laughs> because there's not there's not even an effort being made to even try to make the other side or even their side feel a little bit more comfortable with what's happening. There's no effort being made. It's just get over it. This it's a new day. This isn't Obama's administration anymore. Get over it. Well, no, that's no. Like I just it's just it's, it's, remo- it's removing all common sense from this whole process. One thing that I thought was pretty interesting was this is actually. Um, I, the part that I did read was that it actually took um, Vice President Pence to break the tie. So that means yep. that at least what one or two Republicans voted against her. So it was, it was 50, like okay, 50 but at least split. Right, it was a fifty-fifty split. So yeah. he had to be the tiebreaker. So that means that one Republican did not vote for her. So I don't know who that Republican was, but. Um, somebody at least somebody was like, wait a minute, something ain't right here. We probably this, you know, and like I said, I don't know who it was or what their rationale was, but at least one person. His money ain't also, right, probably. That's the only thing. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's well, all also, his maybe. money ain't right. Yeah, uh-huh. You got if you are a caller, if you're if you called in and you have some a question or comment again, excuse me, if you have a question or comment, you can call in at nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. That's 929-477-2304, and press the number 1 so we know that you have a question or a comment. Again, that number is 929-477-2304. Press number 1. All right, we got a caller. Hold on one second. All right, caller 6312, you are on the air. What's your question or comment? 
this is just a comment uh, to give more information about what you guys are talking about. My name is David Chandler, uh, principal, teacher. Uh, yeah, Hi, we're, we're in. Hey, okay. how are you doing? <laughs> we are we are in for a with the Voss in uh, office now. Uh, her main uh, premise or her main stance is for privatized education. What that means is she's going to push for more of your private uh, charter schools, uh, exclusive schools for uh, your elite students. Money's probably going to be funneled into private schools and charter schools. And if you're paying attention to anything that's happening here in Oklahoma, that's what they're trying to do uh, to the schools here in Oklahoma. What does that mean for our kids? Things that um, public, public education is not going to get as much money, which is going to hurt uh, children of color because many many children of color, majority of their parents, not saying that all of their parents, but majority of their parents may not be able to afford to send them to a private school, so they're going to be left to go to these uh, less funded schools with less adequate resources and under understaffed uh, buildings. So, yeah, this, this woman is not good. She, she's not good for education. So let me ask you, so what is this? So is this the same, is that the same thing as this um, housing, this uh, choice voucher? Is that the same, a, a similar program? Or is that different? It's like school of choice. It's school of choice. Yes. When, when, you, when you have a choice voucher set up, that's on the premise that all the schools that the child has a choice to go to have the same type of equipment, staffing, and programs. Take, for instance, on the East, East Coast. Voucher schools are very, very prevalent and heavy on the East Coast. But um, those schools on the East Coast, majority of those schools have the same programs and things across the board. It's just that some schools offer different programs versus other schools. And so that child has a has a choice to go to whichever school they want to go to versus majority of uh, other schools in other states where kids, yeah, they're going to have a choice. But let's say, for instance, I'm just going to throw this out here. You, that's basically like comparing Edmonton, Oklahoma City. So if I had a choice, you know, my kid, you know, I would want to send my kid to Edmonton where they have all the programs, they have all the resources and everything versus Oklahoma City where – where the schools are understaffed, the buildings are falling apart, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we've got a similar issue. Let me ask you right this. Now. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so are you versed at all in what her background is, if she really has any, or is she really just a buy-in? Because like I said, I don't want to be well, petty about it, but from what I know, she's just a buy-in. As far as I know, as far as her background, she really came. She threw me for a loop. I hadn't heard about her until she, uh, until uh, President Trump really put her in the forefront to uh, be the Secretary of Education. No one had ever really heard about her. Yeah, she comes from wealth. She comes from money. Um, uh, she doesn't have any background in education. And here's here's my angst. And I've I've been on this soapbox for many years now. I I am upset that. Society has now taken – it's like they take education for a joke. I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know if we have any teachers that are listening, Teach for America teachers that are listening. I apologize for saying this. We have Teach for America teachers. They wake up one morning saying, hey, 
I was a banking major in, in college, but because I had this debt and I woke up one morning thinking I'm going to, I want to go help inner city kids in school. So I'm going to go be a teacher. So I go sign for Teach for America. If I do so many years with them, they will um, forgive my mm-hmm. loans. And so I'm saying all that to say that society has basically said education is a joke. Anybody can teach, which I really don't believe that. That's just like me saying, okay, I love hearts. I love scaffolds. I love cutting. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I want to be a heart doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't have any really tra- any formal training in it, but I, want, I love it and I want to do it. So I, I, that's really what DeVos is basically saying. You know, hey, I come from money, but I want to help kids out. I, I, I somewhat like education, so I think I'm going to be qualified to be Secretary of Education. But it, I saw a um, page, uh, someone posted on Facebook today about how much money she's paid out to all of these senators that voted for her. Like she gave Ricky Rubio, uh, not Ricky Rubio, she gave uh, Senator Rubio almost $100,000 towards his campaign in Florida. Wow. Money talks. Money talks. Now what they say is she's up to almost, her family alone has put almost $300 million into the Republican Party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She comes from money. Like, her family like, uh, what, alone. Someone, someone on the show said that uh, none of her children have ever gone to a public school. She never went to a public That's school. True. They've never had to deal with debt. They've never had to deal with none issues. Of Don't know nothing none about of financial aid. No financial aid, no scholarship, <laughs> none, of, none of that. Like, they just no fill out the paper lunch. and show up. <laughs> just show up. Pre-lunch bus who? Who getting on the school bus? <laughs> yeah, our driver so, takes them to school. <laughs> we have a driver. <laughs> Yeah, and that, and that and I and that's not even speaking bad on people who have that advantage in life. It's just you have to be able to at least somehow touch into that. Like she just seems so completely disconnected and really has no desire to connect. She just gives that blank stare, like, well, I mean, you know, we'll figure it out. And like at this point, we've been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. good. So she has no backing in education. And as, and as teacher and principal, I, I want someone who's my leader to at least know what I'm going through so that if I need to call her and talk to her about issues that's going on in my state or in my school, she's able to at least relate to it. This woman can't even relate to it. Uh-uh. Yeah. She, she, I, I hope and pray just for the sake of our kids that she puts some people around her, some staff members around her that actually know what they're doing. Okay, but Brother Davis, you did say something that was actually kind of ear-ringing. You said that there's a, there's a program where basically becoming a teacher pays off your school debt. That's true? Teach America. Okay, the, pro, the program is called Teach for America. Uh, it's a program that basically, like I said, say, for instance, I go to Michigan State University, and I get a degree in banking or accounting or – you know, science, no education background at all. And let's say I go out and I maybe work in a field for maybe a year or two, and I really just don't like it, but I also look at uh, these, you know, Sally Mae and all these other people are coming calling about these loans that I have to pay back. And I just wake up and I just want to help poor little uh, colored children in inner city, so I'm going to go work for Teach for America. Now, mind you, it's, it's a, I'm not going to say it's a cakewalk to get into the program. I mean, you, there's an application, there's an interview process that you have to go through. But if you get in, they, they send you to Arizona for a six-week training, learn, you know, some different things. Then they send you to some inner-city school, and you teach for two or three years, and then uh, the majority of your loans are forgiven. 
What, what about the teacher okay. certification test and stuff like that? Okay, so as far as the teacher certification test, um, I'm not sure how far they go with that. I know that um, I, I know that they go through training, like I said, during the summer with Teach for America. But as far as teacher certification, I'm not uh, so sure about that. I, I mean, I can look it up, but I know, like I said, being a principal, being a teacher, I've worked with some Teach for America teachers that um, that worked in the school. Majority of them did go on and get their certification because, you know, some of them are truly uh, gifted and want to work with kids and want to teach, but some of the ones that I have run into, they, they knew that they were only going to be in it for two years or three years, and after that they bounced. And the sad part about it is the kids start to pick up on it. They, you know, one of the first questions they'll ask, hey, are you a Teach for America? Are you a TFA? And, you know, most wow. of the teachers are like, yeah, I'm a TFA. And then if the kids hear that, they're like, oh, man, it's green light. We know they're going to be gone in a year mm-hmm. or two. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I think it waters profession because um, society does not take it seriously. Yeah. All right. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for I calling just, in. Keep listening. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You had a question? Go ahead. Uh, this is Kelly. I was just um, going to uh, just mention that uh, there is loan forgiveness for teachers, and it has opened up to silver civil servants now. Um, that's mm-hmm. just through the uh, direct lending program. So if you do, if you are a teacher um, and you have worked in a school that offers free lunch, or worked for a nonprofit that deals with education or tutoring. Um, you will you may be eligible uh, for the loan forgiveness from just the Department of Education. Now that does have a cap is seventeen thousand five hundred. I mean you have to be tenured, which is five years. You have to have served for five years. So that is a program that's just part of the direct loan um, and the the old program, the Stafford loan uh, program. So that is available to civil servants and teachers now. Now, Kelly, with that one, during the five-year period, do you, I know with the one for, it used to be that you have to have, during that five-year period, you have to be on the income-based repayment plan and um, have on-time payments. Is that still the same? Uh, no, they, they'll actually uh, work with you on that. It just kind of depends on if your loan ever went into um, default. Okay. Uh, but then they'll make uh, uh, show that you can make some payments. But yeah, just part of that's just one of the perks of going and working in education. And then just in the past maybe five years is where uh, they extended it to civil service that are connected to education in some kind of way. Okay. Is there also, a lifeline that they have on you for the amount of time that you have to teach, or like? They just granting people these write offs as soon as they get in the program. Um, well, for the, well, I don't know for teachers. Is that what it is? I'm not well, sure about well, that. Teach for America, the, you, as far as Teach for America, there's a contract that you sign with them up front, set, stating that you're going to teach for so many years, and then um, once you complete that contract, they they work out the agreements of loan forgiveness. All right. Appreciate it. Good stuff. 
and we, we'll, we'll see if we can find that information, and we'll post it too for those who um, who want the loan the loan information and the Teach for America information. We'll try to find it and post it on the Global Drive page and in the school group uh, for those who uh, want it. So um, appreciate it, Dave. No problem. All right, man. I'll it up with my friend. I'll it up with Okay. <laughs> I will say that young man has a very nice last name, though. Chandler's boy, <laughs> you would say that. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, are we have, are we tired? We at break time? Yeah. Oh, you got another story? You got? Oh, you, okay. Uh, I mean, uh, the other story he ain't that important. I mean, we can run down real fast. Well, it was two that I had. You want to do the song first and then come back? Yeah, the story. We'll come back. You the man? You call yeah, it? We'll come back. Yeah. We got. We got time. All we'll right. So tonight's song. It's going to be for my buddy. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Rasheen Big Bing. <laughs> and we are going to be listening to Black Lives Matter. I'm standing in this Cerebellum, my young black youth I Gotta be careful what you tell them Cause they will believe and they will achieve And they will accomplish well beyond Whether they are CEOs or running base Like Mary Bond's intelligent But they rather see us catching bullets Black skin threatens them So they go to the hip and pull it
All right, all right. Now, that was Rasheem Big Bean Coleman with Black Lives Matter. I love that song, although we giggle before we play it every time. <laughs> so this week, uh, we are going, this segment is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. Um, this week, <clears throat> I want to ask that you all go to our Scoop page, our Global Drive Network page, and any one of our personal pages, and locate the post for our relationship forum on this Friday night at Florence's Restaurant. Um, we Get your tickets because this is going to be an exciting, good time. We are going to have good conversation, delicious food, and fun, and drinks at this event. So come on out, meet us, have fun with us, talk with us. We're going to talk about this love stuff and all things associated with it. It is much more than just the warm and fuzzy, and we get down through that. So come on out this Friday, kick it with us, get your tickets now, so you don't even have to worry about how your weekend is going to start. You're going to start it with the scoop. All right, so let's go on and get into it. Um, My first thing that I want to talk about is just a Black Girl Magic shout-out. I have been a follower of Miss Lovey for quite a while. Um, She, If you all are not familiar, she goes by Awesomely Lovey on all of her social media handles. Um, She is a blogger who I started to follow on. I believe it was last year. It could have been the year before. But she um, got really, really uh, famous for her scandal recaps. Um, she, when Scandal's on, she does her little blogs recapping um, what happened in the episodes. But Lovey is much more than just Scandal recap. She talks about political issues. She goes in on political issues. Let me correct myself on that. Um, she is a no holds barred type of blogger, and I am so here for her. But the reason we're talking about her on this week is because Miss um, Lovey has scored a deal in Shondaland. Um, Shonda Rhimes is now going to bring her first book titled I'm Judging You to TV. They're going to make this a comedy that will air on Thursday nights along with, I'm believing it's Thursday nights. I think it may not be Thursday night just yet. Let me not put that out there just, just, just yet. But they are working on this, and it will be added to the ABC line. Shonda is contracted with so many slots, I believe, with ABC, and she has connected with Lovey and made this happen. Um, just a little awesome. background awesome. on this. Lovey. Hmm? I said that's awesome. And that is amazing. So Lovey is best friends with uh, Issa Rae, who has blown the spot completely up over this past year with her debut show, Insecure, on HBO. So I'm pretty sure there's been some background conversations happening between the besties and then some communication got going. You see how networking happens, y'all? You see how each one, mm-hmm. each one, bringing each other up mm-hmm. can, can make some things happen? Like, this, was, this mm-hmm. Issa was a YouTuber. Like, she started doing the YouTube comedy blurbs where her episodes were more, no more than, like, 12 minutes. I've watched them all. They're amazing. <laughs> but she goes from YouTube <laughs> to scoring with HBO, okay? And now has blown up, won awards this year and everything. And now she brings her girl right along with her. And now she's going to have her own television show in addition to all the amazing, awesome things that she's doing. So, like, shout out to Lovey, Issa, Shonda. This is what we need. We need more of this. I'm here for it. I'm going to be watching this show, recording this show, talking about the show. So get ready. 
So congrats to Lovey oh. for that. All right, so Thank now let's get on into this love stuff, right? Right? And that's you know, Kelly. I know you uh, you follow Lovey too because we share the post sometimes and we talk about it. So I know I'm, I know when I shared that I was thinking, yes, black girls, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was excited about that. I love to see stuff like that. So, speaking of love, we are going to move into our Valentine's portion of this show, and I wanted to um, get it kind of light on this week because Valentine's Day is stressful for people. We worry about who we're going to be booed up with if you don't have someone that is significant and longstanding in your life. Well, then if you do, what am I going to get this person? Have we been dating long enough for me to get them this type of gift? And, you know, like we put so much stress on ourselves around this time of the year. We either break up, make up, or put it together. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's so much. So I thought let's find something fun to talk about for um, for this show. So I found an article on Essence that was titled, uh, These are the Absolute Hardest Things About Being in a New Relationship. And at first I was thinking, oh, here we go. But it actually kind of cracked me up because these are some of the things that we go through that we often blow up way out of proportion, and it's really not that big a deal. But if we just go with the flow, it can kind of be made all right. Um, So deciding when to go public on Facebook or Instagram. We talk about this all the time as far as how far Mm -hmm. we're going to go with our social media presence as far as our relationships are concerned. So Mm -hmm. here lately, right, right? so here lately, I know I have personally seen a lot of, I saw actually this morning, someone posted at 6.32 this morning announcing the breakup to all of their friends and family, tagged about 10 people that I'm assuming were really, really close to them and said, Good morning, friends and family. I just want to put it out here before all the questions and comments start. Me and XYZ person have decided to go on with our friendship as friends, and we are no longer together. So please don't worry me with all the comments and questions. We're good. Life goes on. There's no hard feelings. And keep it pushing. Like, that was it. (laughs) I've never seen anything like that in my life. I was like, well, damn. Make it for me and help me on nothing. I guess there's a way to go public with the announcement and then to go public with the we cool on it. So, you know, how we social media, you know, how we deal with our social media and love can be quite interesting, but it really can be just as simple as that. Look, y'all, we all good. All is well. Life goes on. We're still friends. Keep it pushing. You know what I mean? I thought that was kind of classy, actually. Like, let's just get it all on out the here. One, on Everybody's the, good. On the, on the one hand, you know, actually, as I'm saying, thinking about it, it is kind of petty. But on the other hand, if you think about it, like, you know you're going to get a lot of questions. So I guess that yeah. kind of, you know, kind of maybe does die down some of the inboxes. And, and let's be honest, it also signals all of the people who are waiting that, you know, listen, now's a good time. If you go shoot your shot, mm-hmm. shoot it now. Yeah, because imagine if you were a public relationship, if you were a very public couple and, you know, team y'all and everybody was hashtag black love and empower couple in your pick, you know, there's going to be some questions. And who wants to relive that two and three weeks after it's done? Like, that's a part of the move over on process. And over, so, over yeah. and over again. Man, because we know how that happens. As soon as you finally get to your timeline and see this woke up, I got broke up. And then you gotta lurk and see all the stuff. Like it just, we so messy, y'all. We just, (laughs) we just so messy. Our whole culture is so messy. Like a frequently asked question 
like just <laughs> answer all these questions so you don't have to listen. You don't have to inbox me. Here's all the answers, all the things you want right. to know. Nobody cheated. We just grew apart. We still like each other. I can still call her mama. She can still call mine. We good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those types of things. It's just crazy. Right. All right. So um, dealing with lurking exes um, also made the list. You got to be worried about who's looking, who's not looking. Have we? Do we have those conversations? Um, deciding whether or not to wait on sex. Um, how to be together and apart. This one got me. This one stuck out to me more than the others because I thought to myself, we always talk about the warm and fuzzy, the rose-colored glasses. Um, Rashad, what do you call them? The, the, the summer school glasses. Your summer school glasses. Yeah, you know, we always talk about how we get in together and, like, it's always so amazing and everybody is spending so much time together and we just click and we finish each other's sentences and he just gets me and, man, she cool. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could chill with Shorty. Like, she played a game and, like, everything clicks and everybody's great and you're spending all of this wonderful time and then, like, life starts again. You've gotten into a groove and you're comfortable and everything is feeling good. You know, there's nothing really wrong, but you're not joined at the hip anymore. So this particular point of the relationship can sometimes get uncomfortable because I know for women we start to wonder, well, what's changing? It's not as intense. It's not as passionate. It's not as, you know, he's not texting me every 30 minutes. I miss you. What you doing? Like, what do I need to be doing? And this is that point that can sometimes make new love go sour really quickly because we start doing too much. And I don't know if, fellas, you might be able to help me out with that because I know, Kel, I know I've done it, even in my own relationship. Sometimes when we start getting all warm and when things get good and the when we're going uphill and everything's really, really great, and then things chill out, I start asking, are we good? You okay? You, you sure you're good? <laughs> you know, like, it's just one of those things I just want to make sure because it's different, you know? Nothing's really wrong. I just, I'm good. I'm just making sure you're good. Those, those types of things. And that can sometimes put insecurity. Fellas, do y'all go through that? Do you all feel sometimes like Wait a minute. Is, is she is she cool on me, yet, or did or are we just chilling? Do you all go through that also? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But that's why. Because you know sometimes y'all put it. You say well, you know me. Like, you know me, and you know the rules. On Sunday, <laughs> we go to church. We get our blessings. We walk out that house and delete our stresses. Every Sunday, same thing. Numbers are getting deleted, so that way you are. Who is this? All the time. That's where you say from that. You don't have to wonder if you got cut off. Cut them off. Be proactive, not reactive. No, no. I mean, like, this is your girl. This Y'all been chilling. Y'all been hanging. In, not, you're past oh. the point of even having a, boot, uh, a potential boot to cut off on a Sunday. I'm just talking about, like, it's you and her. Y'all been hot and heavy. Y'all been cool and kicking it. You know, every all the free time's been cooling together. And now, like, this weekend, you want to go play? You want to go hoop with the boys? You know what I mean? Where she decides instead of coming and chilling and doing what y'all usually do on Saturday, she wants to have a girl's day. Like, do you all ever at some point think, hmm? Damn, we was kicking it Saturday. It's kind of our day. Do y'all get in that point, or is it just like, cool, she's going to kick it with the girls? Well, let me holler at the boys, and we're going to go hoop. Is it, you know, do you all feel that that space where you kind of wonder if you're feeling her like that? Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, it all depends on how it was communicated. Like, if we talk about it, then, you know, cool. But, like, if it's just, you know, Nothing was talked about at all, so I'm already in the thought process that we're going to do Saturday like we do Saturday, 
say I call you round six and then we end up hanging out round seven. That call goes through and then at six o'clock you like, Okay, cool, we can do that. But then come six thirty when I call you and say I'm on the way, you are like, Oh well, you know, Becky and them called and I'm gonna go hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, that's no. different. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's different. No. Now you done pushed me to the left a little no. bit, yeah. Cause yeah, that's like, but if it's already communicated during the day, like, hey, yo, I'm hanging out with the girls tonight at seven o'clock, so I'll be looking for you then to be okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. That's fair. I get that. Kels, has that, <clears throat> do you still, I, because I know as busy as your life is right now, I know that we've had lots of offline conversations regarding like your, 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 the way that you date. So I can imagine that it could be easy for you to get back into life. You know what I'm saying? Just like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead. I have this thing, that thing to do this weekend. And at some point it could, it could get like, like that very quickly. Do you still catch yourself going, Hmm, something's changed or does life pick up kind of quickly and it's easy. You can sometimes be the person on the other side of that where they're going, Hey, are we good? Like, are you, you there? Like, you know, how, how does that work for you being, being on the other side of that? Um, yeah, it, it's come up the last couple of times that I've, you know, dated someone more than once or, you know, caught ourselves hanging out or talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get busy. And so then when it's like I'm getting questioned, then then I get mad and, <laughs> and I have to, like, take a step back. So I'm usually on the other end of that, but I do remember times where, I've even said it. Ain't nobody that busy. If you that busy, you ain't nobody. <laughs> right. now, that I'm, now that I'm on the other end of it, I'm like, well, dude. I am a bit busy. Of, you know, <laughs> yeah, it is life. And especially when you're, you know, you work full time and ha- and being, trying to be an entrepreneur, it's like any free time that you have, you're taking care of business. So when you do try to squeeze, you know, some time in and you get on a, you know, you have a free weekend, a free couple of weekends, and then the next month you're booked again. Yeah, I can see how that comes off as, okay, you were into me, you were all lovey-dovey and talking on the phone all mm-hmm. day, and now that you have a report at work, I can't get a text back. So, um, I mean, it's easy, and it, and it goes back to something Rashad was saying about uh, just communicating. So if I do get in that situation again, I just try to make a mental note to, you know, send that quick text. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm busy. I'm going to be busy for, you know, the next couple of nights. But, you know, thinking about you, something like that. So, yeah, it's very, it's human nature to me to kind of wonder, you know, if someone is, you know, still interested if you're not spending any time. Mm-hmm. Or you miss, uh, you know, a certain time that you're you're used to spending. So communication is amazing, and this this is this will work wonders for making sure that this particular process goes smoothly. Making sure that everybody, because Rashad, you mentioned that, and then Kels, it's the same thing with you. Like as long as everybody kind of makes the effort and makes the communication clear and open, everybody can stay on a secure path. I dig that. I'm totally here with that. Um, next on the list, I'm just going to run through these pretty quick. Um, getting used to each other's quirks. We all have that one thing that kind of makes your eye twitch when the other person does it, kind of learning to love that, (laughs) that part of them, um, after, 
you know, you've gone through the, the social situation where you're out in public and everybody puts their face on, you know, maybe she eats crazy or, you know, he leaves the socks on the floor, that kind of thing. Those types of things can be new to have to deal with, especially when you've painted this perfect picture of who this person is when you all are out kicking it. Um, deciphering the friend dynamic. Um, if you, I know fellas probably have to deal with this in a more intimidating light than, um, or what would seem to be more intimidating than what we do. But, you know, because if you get a girl that's got a squad that's like all up in the mix, that can be a frustration. And then that also has to be a point where you tell your girls, chill, like it's me and him, it's not all of us and him. Because, you know, he's dating me. And then it's, you know, and that's that. Because uh, your girls can get in the in the middle of your issue, your situation and cause it. So it's always you and your girls. And I know we don't always desire to just be us and the girls. So being able to make that plain, make that line very clear for your squad, whether they be male or female, is huge. Um, I know for women, when we come into the male dynamics, I know that a lot of the times we don't know what type of men you're hanging with. We don't know if your crew is a bunch of dogs where y'all go through you like they're going to cover for you. They're going to come up with the lies. They're going to bring the chicks when you're not there. On the like, we don't know if those are your crew or if you got the crew that's like, no, nah, bro, didn't you just introduce us to homegirl last weekend? Like, why is this chick here? Like, because there are – yeah, okay, Rashad. That's like y'all praying on Saturday nights instead of <laughs> – yeah. Exactly. Right. Bible study. Okay. Bible study. <laughs> that's what you do. Okay. Saturday night, right. Bible study. Yes. Okay. Bible study. I'll let y'all have study? that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all studying something. I don't know if it's a good book, though. We're going to just leave that there. Um, <laughs> next. <laughs> Discussing politics, finances, religion, etc. Hell, I am leery of doing this with people that I just like a little bit. So if I call myself loving you, sometimes I'm I'm a tiptoe into these types of situations while I'm filling you out. So I totally get this being a part of um, this particular article because especially with our our situation as far as our country is concerned right now, it would be very eye-opening to think you're on the same page with the person and then sitting across having drinks, you find out they feel the complete opposite as you. That's going to be one of those situations like, well, hmm, huh, <laughs> this is where we are, huh? You know, so that's a come to Jesus moment in a lot of situations, and you kind of have to decide, is it worth it? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I hear somebody trying to talk. My bad. Well, I was just going to interject right there because I actually know a couple that went through that uh, <laughs> this past election, and they're on totally, you know, we're on totally different sides of the coin. You know, when the results came in, it was emotional. And, I mean, they're still <laughs> together, but I just thought that was, you know, really odd. And I wondered, could I really stomach that? Yeah. But um, I guess, you know, if you're – just depends on how far you are into the relationship. You know, date number two, I'd probably be like, peace. But, you know, I guess if you're, <laughs> you know, really involved, you don't have to talk through those things. Right. Those can get heated, especially with the religion. Learn when you come down, because like, when? How would that feel? Like, I've I've witnessed a situation where the husband and wife do not worship together. Like, they attend different churches. They don't necessarily believe different faiths, but the whole dynamic. There is no worship together. One goes this place, one goes that place. They meet for lunch afterwards, and like that was how they that was their Sunday. Blew my mind. It, they're not together anymore. 
But it blew my mind how they could both be so engrossed in their faith, but then share completely separate faiths and then find themselves together. Um, so I could only imagine what that would be like in a new, you know, a new situation, and let alone taking it into marriage. So I, that one is one to definitely I discuss. I think for mm-hmm. I mean, I think it depends on the person because I've seen both ways. I've seen where it works and I've seen where it doesn't work. I know I can speak personally. For me, that doesn't work. Um, but that doesn't work for me because, number one, my dynamic is a lot different than most. Um, being mm-hmm. in ministry, so that's that that adds a, a, not- a totally separate, you know, complex issue that is necessary. But the other part of that is I just like fam- core family worship. So I like to see families worship together, and so because I think that you know it brings about just kind of like you know a oneness of thought, you know, and all that kind of stuff that, that I think is good and healthy for uh, for family. So. I mean, again, I've seen it where it works, and I know, you know, a couple of couples that have been together 20-plus years and have totally different faiths, and that works for them. But I know, again, for me, that couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, that would be rough for me. I've seen it. Uh, Could I pull it off? I could probably pull it off because, I mean, I don't, I mean, I see where husband and wife should go to the same church, but, like, if both people are involved in church somewhere, I'm not going to tell you to leave your church and you're involved in your church, as I'm sure you're not going to tell me to leave my church and I'm involved in my church. You know what I mean? Like, there are going to be situations where it's kind of like, you know what? I mean, we kind of kind of part ways with that part, but at the same time, you know. Could there not be a compromise? Uh, like, where we develop yeah, an exit strategy that. from both churches, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, we yeah. find a church where we can worship Man, together. It's going to have to be somewhere. Like, we're going right. to have to go somewhere together yeah. on Wednesdays. Yeah. It's just like totally opposite. That's usually going to Something. Like, something yeah. got to happen where we go somewhere together. But, I mean, um, even in the same time, I mean, wearing the token is somebody that's of opposite faith. Um, mm-hmm. I just say I've dated. I've dated chicks before that don't believe in anything. You know what I mean? They'll just have an open conversation with you, but at the same time, when you start talking about God, they, they don't really they don't believe in God, but they'll talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, they'll have a full-scale conversation, ask you questions about the Bible, but they're not really trying to change their mind. And... At times, you just be like, you know what? I'm not trying to change my mind. Yeah. Hmm. I think I think it's going to work because I think, again, I think most of us grow up, grew up in a context where, um, where either everybody went or everybody didn't go, or again, like I said, yep. you grew up in a two family, in a two family home. So I think it is very difficult to do something different. Um, and so I think a lot and of and I mean, I always had an often. There was always an off one and two that didn't go though. Like, but even if still, it was so one and two that genuinely, like you saying, yeah, it was either all or none. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And folks do stuff. I mean, I think that's what it is to me. Like, it's not just a matter of going. Cause then, like, if you just go, then yeah, I. I don't really have no 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 pity on asking you to start going to mine because you're just going. 
Like, you don't have a desire to do nothing. You don't even, like, want a, a pinch of do nothing. Like, you just want to go, just to go. Then, yeah, you can go anywhere. Because the point of going is being led to work. If you ain't led to work, then why are you still sitting there? Yeah, I think, you know, you, you just brought up another interesting dynamic. You know, I think we got to also remember that a lot of people go to the same church that, you know, that their family grew up in. So, you know, if you've gone to the same place or the same place of worship where, you know, you and your mama and you went, and your, you know, your grandma, that your grandfather laid the first brick of the, you know, in the foundation. You know, I mean, seriously, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, it happens. So I think that, you know, that that's, that's part of what happens is, is you really realize that you know, once you're in this relationship or if you're married, that all of a sudden the dynamic really changes. Like, you really, that's one mm-hmm. of those things where it's like, I'm really married and I really have to choose my spouse over, um, you know, over my, my, um, my family, and I think that's one of the first one of the first times you have to do that. So I think it just makes it a little more difficult. So. That's just like I mean, even in the same phase, could you date one of the uh, could you date one of the women that don't wear pants? What they what them called? You know what I'm talking about, cuz the girls that don't wear pants at all. Actually, there's like, a. They, um... The they will not wear pants. They wear skirts Is it and holiness? all the time. The you talking about Church of God in Christ? Church some Church of God in Christ don't do it. Some holiness, yeah, they don't do it. Like to me, like I, that's more extreme than somebody who just don't at all. To me, like I don't know why it just is though. It's like it's closed. I actually though. work with the lady that <clears throat> that practices that faith, and she's actually she's super cool. Well, I mean, because to me. I, I don't know. It just I, I agree with what you said. It depends on if you're just going or how involved and how much a part of your life is this really like. And if they're opposites, is what? How are they clashing? You know what I'm saying? Like it, there's only so many ways that you can connect without that connection. If you're a spiritual person, I think it would be difficult. And this is just me. You know, again, not speaking for anyone who's in this particular situation, but for someone that I'm going to consider walking life with, I don't want to have to feel that if I'm in a situation and I'm on my knees and you walk in and see me on my knees praying, you're going to start, you're going to scoff at me or you're going to be like, oh, here you go with that praying again. Like, what's that going to, like, that type of situation would be a deal breaker for me. I can like you a whole lot. You can be my homie. It's over there. But when it comes to walking life and feeling, you know, there is someone that needs to be able to pour into me and fill me up, like, that would be the deal breaker. I'm all for your freedom of choice and all that, but I need you to be able to pour into me and we speak the, the, the same language, if that if that makes sense. You know, all that whole you do you and be free, y'all know me, I'm, I'm very live and let live, but that would be a, a personal issue for me. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. But... <clears throat> Yeah. And I don't even. Right, I'm, so I'm not super in church like that. We gotta take a yeah, break. Yeah, it's nine ten. Oh, <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> uh, No, we're good. Right, we'll be back after. We'll be back after this, and we got um, our after the break. I got my nine. I was gonna do ten, but nine frugal Valentine's Day ideas. So, fellas, y'all want to pay attention to this after this song? We got born. 
Born to Win by B.J. McKenzie. But I'm, after we come back, I'm going to give you nine frugal Valentine's Day um, gifts so y'all get your ideas. So get your pens and papers ready with we'll after this song. We'll be right back on The Scoop. <laughs>
Right, don't, don't <laughs> listen. I'm going to say this. Do not leave the Clippers alone, fellas. Don't try to clip them. Don't try to, don't try to get the, uh, what's the, whatever that's, what's the, the white, uh, don't try to push your cuticles back or nothing like that. No. Just put a feet in the water <laughs> and then get you, and if you really want to be player, get you, I got you, Q, get you some, that the elegance by design, tingle yes. toes. There you go. I got Peppermint you. Tingle toes, peppermint <laughs> foot cream, and put it on her feet, and you in and out of Valentine's Day for less than $30. All right. Ready? Yes, Next one. Number uh, five, the number five thing you can do is um, they have these wonderful events uh, where you can paint and sip, and, and sip wine at the same time. Fellas, listen, not very expensive. Um, you can go and do that. She'll love you. She'll, plus, she'll think you're classy, too, because you, y'all painted. All right, number six. <laughs> number, <laughs> number six thing you can do um, is go take her to the museum or to the art an art show. Again, it's culture. She'll enjoy it. She'll think you're smart. She'll think you're the smartest person in the world. And when you go to this museum, look, you have to look interested. You got to pay attention. You got to talk. You just sit there and talk and just talk. You can talk. Listen, fellas, you can talk. It's okay. All right? That's number six. Number seven, if you want to have a little more fun and move, number seven, you can go skating. Skating is a awesome um, thing to do. Hey. Not as expensive. You can do that. So it's skating is number seven. Number eight, here's a pretty interesting one. Number eight, um, you can go on, you can make a scavenger hunt. So you can do it either around your house or you can do it around your neighborhood. You can go to the park, whatever it is, make a scavenger hunt um, out of the day. Very inexpensive or as expensive as you want, um, but you can do a scavenger hunt. Number nine, uh, if you want to do something fun, number nine is karaoke. You can go find a place and go do some karaoke and enjoy yourself. Yes, um, karaoke. Listen, if you can't here, let me get. If you can't sing, it's okay because it's fun. But if you can sing, I got two words for you: Luther Vandross. All right, and then number ten, the number ten. Oh, big Luther. Do, big Luther. Yeah, big, big Luther. Luther. Big, yeah, like, big Luther. This world was mine. <laughs> house is not a home. You know, those kind of, and when you do it, do it with some, do it like you mean it, fellas, all right? And you do it, do it all for under $20. I'm trying to help you. And number 10, the number 10 thing you can do this year for Valentine's Day is you can come to our relationship forum this coming Friday night. Those are my 10 yeah. things you can do for Valentine's Day, all of which are frugal. I think the most expensive one on here is probably about 30 bucks, and you in and you out. What y'all think? I think it was an awesome list. I am so here for skating. I think that would be so much fun. Get out skating of the condition. Like, go yeah. and have fun. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I might be here for skating. Next week. I though. like the karaoke. Karaoke sounds fun, too. Yeah. Yep, that does sound fun. Yep, yep, yep. Go to a bar that nobody knows you, like have a cheers moment where nobody knows your name, you know. Go out and get drunk, have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, oh, that was now, I mean, noted, yeah. If my if my boo sings to me, I'm I'm bringing, I'm throwing the draws up there on the stage. That's all. Yeah. Throw your penny on the stage. That's your chocolate. That's your chocolate. 
I'm gonna tell everybody <laughs> to duck.
minute, let me help out. Praise one, that's what we finna talk about. Got it to the devil, time to move around. How your levels, how your devils, gotta kick them out like, yeah, get up out of here. Don't you know I got the spirit in me? Holding it close to the Lord, I say, see? Ain't no room for the foolery, so bitch, that day I keep. And he's holding me kosher, Bible's my kosher. Follow your word like I'm supposed to. Army of the most high soldier. And you keep filling me cup till me cup run it over. Knocking out the park to me Sosa. Tengo el fuego del Espíritu Santo. I got the Holy Ghost fire, and I need you now. Necesito ahora. Te seguiré. Te seguiré. I follow you through the big and the little and everything that's in the middle. Touch my heart and make me giggle when it gets real hard. I just put it in a riddle that's a gift from God. Put a song on me for a song. You know me and God, we be in our own zone. Te seguiré. Te seguiré. I just need more. You and I need a force. You're my heart. You're my love. Tú eres mi amor. Quiero más. Quiero más. Dame más de ti. Por favor. Already knows that, get face to the world like, hey, yo, hold that. How I'm on a mission, gotta listen, demolition is what they wanna see when they look at his position. Donde esta, don't matter where you at, get down on your knees, hey, Lord, let's chat. Look, I've been forgiven, my savior has risen, with him is my vision, I'm focused on living, his life he has given, I made my decision, I'm done with division, I'm out of this prison. Do you really understand what he sacrificed for? He gave us his all just so we could have more. Te amo, te amo, but I cannot lie, Lord, I have been selfish. I've fallen, I sin, but you come again, still helping the helpless. Yo comprendo, I'm brand new, I understand that. And every time they see my God won't, I just look at them like stand back, stand back. Ven aquí, ven aquí, my God's alive, yeah, you heard from me. They saying God's dead like they know, but what they don't know is he rose. But if you think he is, then we'll raise him up like it's Dia de los Muertos. I give you all the praise and all the glory. Yes, my book, but your story. Yeah, no, we messed up, but Jesus died for your sins, though. So I'ma praise his name just to show him your comprendo. Yo, Um, ladies, if you cheated on your man who you've been with for over 10 years, you know you hurt him deeply. 
He said the only way he would forgive you if you licked fresh milk out of a dog bowl as a symbol that you committed a dog act. Would you do it? Now, without going as extreme as demeaning yourself to put yourself in the physical position of a dog licking from a bowl, because I'm just going to say, no, ladies, you will not do that. I'm just going to put it out there. No, ma'am, you won't. Um, let's, let's just let, yeah, let's just you won't, okay? Um, and don't tell anybody if you ever thought that that was the thing to do. But let's just be honest and talk about the things that we do do when we feel guilt for hurting our significant others, even without going as extreme as cheating, because we all know that we all have our own convictions and, and rules set forth when it comes to cheating. Um, but say you hurt your other, okay, and they are deeply hurt, and you are through and through wrong. How far are you willing to go to prove that you have, um, that you are actually sorry and that you do feel guilt for your situation before you say, no, nah, homie, we just going to have to go on a part ways because that's just too much for me? Where, where do we draw the line for that? What do you say? Because I'm going to tell y'all straight up. Like, I will do a lot of things, but the licking of the bowl and that type of thing, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to lessen who I am to boost who you are. I can put myself in a humble position to prove to you through communication and positive steps and building who we are that I am still here and invested and committed to what we're building. But as far as reducing me to benefit you, that's the deal breaker for me. I won't personally do that to prove my love to anything, to any person, to any, to anything. Um, and, you know, so that, that's just how I roll. But there are some, you know, I will go, you know, give more effort to prove that I am here for you in ways that are, that make sense. You know what I mean? Like I'm there, you know, we all know how it goes. You have to do things. You, you have to go a little above and beyond to do the things to let your, your other know, yeah, I know I messed up. This was the wrong thing that I did. Let me fix it. There is a way to fix it without, you know, breaking you, I guess is a way to say that. Well, how do you all feel about that? <clears throat> Have you ever been put in a position where someone asked you to do something that was just ridiculous? Or <laughs> you have you ever thought and, you know, put yourself in a position where you asked someone or you felt deserving of an above and the beyond type of uh, apology, so to speak? Anybody? Um, what about you? Let's go with you. Or Rashad, there you go. There you go, Bo. Jump in there. I'm about to say, one, I would never require nobody to do nothing like that, and I would definitely not do that. Like, I'm not getting down and licking no bowl, and I'm definitely not going to ask you to do it. But it was funny in Pootie time. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. All right. He didn't even have to tell her. She knew. She just saw the ball and got down and started licking it. She was, what am I supposed to do with this, Pooty? <laughs> Negative, Ghost Rider. You just gonna leave a girl <laughs> like this, Pooty? <laughs> I think I was one of the people oh. who actually thought Pooty Chang was actually a funny movie. I thought that most movie was hilarious. Think, yeah, most people didn't like Pooty Chang. I did. Why the Todd? But that's. <laughs> why the Todd can't be why. <laughs> okay. anyway, to answer your question, no, I think I would not ask. I would ask. I think that's a little bit um, much to ask somebody to to get down on all fours and lick 
No, I think that was absolutely that was that's too much. However, um, no, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna go there yet. But let me just say, I will say that I thought that that's a little bit too much. I would not expect a person to do to do something like that. I don't know what I would want. Um, if somebody cheats on me, I I think I would probably just be done. Like I really wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want nothing but you to go ahead and leave. I I don't know. Yeah, at some point, I feel, you know, I've always felt that way. If you can't, <clears throat> if we can't forgive, like, normal human beings, like, then we just, there, there's a point where we should be moving on. Like, straight up. Tails, yeah. what do you think? <clears throat> you know you know what's actually interesting, though? Let me, oh, I forgot. You, let me say, let me, I think what's actually interesting is, is I'm going to go there. Can can I go there? I'm going to go there. Can I, can I go there, Q? I think what's interesting about this, even though this is a, actually a pretty degrading thing to do, I think that a lot of times what people are asking, ask people to do to prove themselves is pretty degrading too, and we do it to people all the time. Like, like no, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because I can say it. I think a lot of the stuff that some women ask, men to do or expect men to do is a bit much. And so I think we got to just, I think that sometimes we're asked to do things or to prove things or go to places to prove that we, you know I mean, prove that we still, that we sorry and contrite that we, that, that not even necessary. Like at some point you got to just choose to forgive. Mm-hmm. I said it'd be mad. Is that right? No, I don't think. No, I think there's, there's 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 honesty in that because we do we yeah. <clears throat> in our hurt, in our hurt, in the midst of when we have been hurt, we have the we lose in a lot of ways rationale and real reality. Like we feel, how dare you? Like it's me. You you hurt me. So we put it. We put all of this extra, you know, and not at all reducing the pain, you know, we, we've all at some point been through a certain level of pain that like felt physical almost, you know, you've been hurt so deeply that it felt physical, but at the end of that, like at the end of that, when the emotions have quelled and you've gotten to a point of thinking again, like when to ask someone that at one point prior to this revelation, you loved. Then put in that position to that's what I that's why I think I have so much issue with the whole making me feel less than like to reduce me to that of an animal because I've done a human thing that is wrong, but it is still a human thing is too much for me. Like that would be the request in itself would be too much for me. And I think that that is the same thing. Women and you're right when you did that call out. It was absolutely right because we are so much we are so much more vocal in our emotion because we are so um, much more comfortable in our emotion and expressing it. We then can become very convincing in requesting this ridiculousness when it comes to forgiveness. And it sets the expectation so high that a man, you know, not even a man, an other, but in this particular, let me know, no, a man in this particular, because we're just going to be real about it. A man would be willing to, or would, would, prefer to lie or to omit or to take it to the grave or whatever the case may be than to just say it because it's not, there's no realistic recourse from that. And I think if your roles are reversed and that is what your man is asking you, that's the same thing. Like we have to 
be realistic in what we're asking of someone that at one point prior to this revelation, you said loved, you loved them and they loved you, by, you know, that and vice versa. So I think we forget that completely. And now we put it into a stranger situation when we're asking people to do these crazy, crazy, um, yeah. What, what am I trying to so, say? So, Displays of affection, like that's just too much. Yeah. Somebody asked me. <laughs> somebody asked, "What do women ask men to do?" And and so so an example would be when I say when I say that uh, things that women ask men to do. I think what I'm referring to is is that some that I'm I'm referring to taking or taking verbal on what I would call verbal abuse um, or. Um, Listening, you know, like having one of those moments where you feel like you can say what you want or do what you want, or anytime we have a discussion, you can bring it back up and use this as like a a, a trump card, yep. um, where you don't ever have to take any like like it gives you the ability to not take responsibility for anything you say or anything you do, um, to use it as a guilt, you know, as a guilt um, tool to manipulate in the relationship. And again, there are sometimes I, I get that there is a season where um where the offense is so um hard or where the offense is you know what I mean, where um where your offense is is, is you know, is still fresh. But again, at some mm-hmm. point you have to choose to move on. You have to choose to say, you know what, it's no longer fair for me to continue to hold um this infidelity or hold this, you know, whatever happened. And then here's the other part of it. So I had, um, I can't goodness, I can't give too much detail, but some of the things that that you, that some people, I'm trying not to give information, give too much detail without giving away um, a privileged conversation, but some of the things that women call cheating, I'm not going to say it's not cheating, but like, it's not a level 10. So, so here's an example. Here's here's a good example. Um, I I know of a person who was um, caught having an inbox conversation with another woman, and it was wrong. However, this discussion, like to her, was the same as them. She literally, and I'm not saying like thought, like literally took it to like they were having sex. And I'm like, it was a, again, it wasn't right. There was no justification for what was said, but it was an inbox conversation. And so like dude was getting raped over the coals for years for an inbox conversation. And and that's what I mean by sometimes it's like, okay, you got to pull, you know, like at some point you got to let, let the man, you know, breathe and, and let him go outside, you know, let him go outside and play with his friends again without checking on him every 15 minutes and reading his Facebook page. And every time he posts something on social media, you have, you know, like, just like relax. And that's, that's what I'm referring to when I say sometimes we hold people to, uh, to, we hold people to this stuff too long when at some point we just got to say, look, I, ha- I I'm hurting, but I have to do the work in me to, Move past this in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Keep it pushing. Yeah, and the other part of it is he has to choose. You know, like again, what's it? When is enough enough? So yep. 
Because, I mean, I think we said this before, like, all relationships, just because you start doesn't mean, that's how you get into new relationships. Holding on to something once it's dead is only going to make you more bitter. Like, that's it. If you have realized that this has become the deal breaker for you, like, when you look at this person, like, instinctively your eyes roll, your teeth suck, and you are doing bad things to them in your mind, like, it's time. Like, if you can't find a peaceful place, if you are more silent than you're talking, like, know when to fold them and move on with life. Like, that's how you can go into another relationship healthy. Because if you hold on to something that's already dead, all you're doing is adding more bricks to your wall for the next person. Because that, that, it's already done. So anything they're going to do is going to be blown out of proportion, is going to be extreme and too much, no, no matter what it is. There, it's going to not be right because they're no longer right for you. And all you're doing is wasting time and adding unnecessary barriers to yourself so there's no growth that can happen. So just let it go. Like, let it go. And you don't have to sit around waiting on them to prove something to you just so that you can now say, see, you see what you had? Now you left it. You like, Now you lost it. See what you could? Like, that is so petty. Now you're wrong. I think if you're the one that decides to stay after they – you're wrong. You're just as wrong as the person who caused the offense, in my opinion, because that's where you have to be grown and know when to just move on, period. And I think, too, you know, that you're just as wrong, and I have no more empathy for you at that point, because you knew that it was done. You knew that your pain was past the point of being fixed by this person. So that is when you should have pushed it, you know, kept it moving on. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally close on that. Yep. Hello, you, you got quiet over you, man. What you thinking? Um, I mean, I stick with you at the at the top of everything. You can solve it all with communication. But as far as doing the, you know, diving in and diving out and being there when you want to be there, and, and I'm with you. Like, when it's over, it's over. Let it go. I mean, it's hard sometimes because, I mean, I understand. We like each other. That's the way we come about. I mean, there ain't no point in being around a person if you ain't going to for real like them or enjoy their time. You know what I mean? Stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's not just the easiest thing to get over people. But at the same time, when you are, be it and just be it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Sometimes you can't be folk friends. Sometimes you can't be folk friends, and it just is that way. That's life, yeah. No big deal. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I think, I think we stay in relationships a lot of the times being more focused on what people think about it than what we think about it, what we feel about it. And that's so tragic. I think a lot of times we stay in relationships just because we don't want to be alone. It ain't so much what other people think about it. It's just that we don't want to be alone, and the comfort of being with a person is just like a blankie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just comfortable. I mean, hey, don't nobody want to look. Well, again, I guess unless you... Nobody's trying to be single forever. I'll say I'll say this. I think some I think for people who have been single for a while, it gets it does get kind of difficult to get back into a relationship. And I, I I can say that because you you even though you don't necessarily know don't necessarily want to be single forever, um, 
you kind of get you get used to it. Like you get used to whatever routine and pattern that you have, and yeah, there are there are those moments where where it's very difficult, and you don't want to uh, you don't want to necessarily be um, be single. But I mean, after you, you know, it's like wait a second, do I like kind of like what Kelly what Kelly was saying earlier? You get so busy into whatever you're doing that sometimes you don't even really think about it for for periods of time. And then it's all of a sudden when you you realize that you realize shoot, it's been six months, you know, it's been six months, seven months, eight months, and I'm I've been you know I've been single all this time, and, and it's all right, or it's not maybe not all right, but you know it's okay. And again, I'm not saying that you should. That's what a person should or shouldn't do. But I'm just saying that it can be, you know, for some people, you get used to it. So, yeah. like I said, I'm pretending to dysfunction. Yeah, I tell anybody that that uh, them them that I think for like I said for me, I can say this. Um, I was I was I think it probably one one Friday night it hit me. I'm like, wait a second. I I no, I know when it hit me. That's what it was. So I used to go to um this. It was a restaurant slash, uh, yeah, like a restaurant slash club thing. Every Friday night when I got off of work, and I would go, you know, they cause they had a live band every Friday night, and you know, different genres or whatnot. And it had it's a restaurant, but in front of the stage, they have um, like chairs in front of the stage where you can just sit there and want to eat. Well, bless you. After probably one or after after a while, I went. And I came in there one time, and the lady was like, "Hey, Winfrey, we saved you your seat," and and just took me up there, and I was like, "Wait a minute, am I here this much by myself?" <laughs> <laughs> by myself. <laughs> but y'all assumed that I was coming by myself every time. <laughs> You know, like, and it just hit me, and I was like, "Dad, I gotta change that." Yeah. And I think that for me was like, "Okay, we gotta do something different." Like, you just can't do this all the time. But that was me again. That was me. So, oh, also, I, I say if you got if you if you have a question or comment, the number is nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Press the number one. Let us know you have a question or a comment. Nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. All right, somebody's asking for the number. Code, so, code. Call us, honey. Call us. <laughs> yep. And like I said, make sure you press the number one. All right. So um, somebody said, "What is the uh, what's the what's wrong with being single?" Absolutely nothing. Nothing. That's what you want. Yeah, nothing at all. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being single. That's what you want to do. So, it's boring. Uh, what were some of the responses? What were some of the responses to this post? Let me. It was quite a few. Yes, I know there was one. I'm trying to. I had, um. I clicked out of the page. I'm going back to it as we speak. Um. But there what was one. There was a. Hmm? What are we talking? What are we looking for? Oh, we are for the, the hot topic. Um, some of the fellas, it actually got me, it, it really surprised me that there was um, a few men who had said that 
they they would keep their woman. They were like, shoot, as long as it wasn't the dog, the, the dish that the dog ate out of, I'm straight. Like, make fruity pebbles be in my bowl. I'm keep, I'm keeping my woman. You know, it wasn't. A lot of men did not look at that as that big a deal if they had messed up. Um, they and again, I think that might lend to what Wen was saying. Men have been put in the position to. Um, they're forgive they, y'all have to fight a little harder for forgiveness than women do generally, and I think that is what even set it up to be so easy for a man to say no. I probably would like I'm gonna just be honest about this thing. I'm I would be doing it. Um, Joseph said that he said, "Is this a new dog bowl or the one my box have been using for months? If it's a new one, I would do it to keep my woman after I messed up." He says, "I think some of these folks um, aren't telling the truth. If fake if." If they're losing someone they have built with for a decade, they would lick the bowl clean. And I, I thought about that. You know, it's funny, but it's there's some truth to that because the whole comfort idea of that. If you know that you've messed up and you know that they are feeling some type of way about that situation and it's one of those deal-breaker type things, there's you might have a little more will, you might be a little more willing to do that unspeakable thing, but it was just shocking that a man was the first one to say that um, over a woman who is usually very very quick. To, oh, I will, you know, love we do things and da 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 da. You know, usually that's our wheelhouse, but when it comes to owning responsibility, that was something that we were all like, wait, 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 no, wait. I should just be able to say I'm sorry and we'd be good to go, like that type of thing, and that's not always. Not always as extreme as licking the dog bowl clean, but it's not always as cool as I'm sorry and keep it pushing. Um, the men kind of called the ladies out on this one. Ladies, ask yourself a question. If someone asked you which one would you rather have your husband do, drink milk from a dog bowl or cheat on you, all of you would say drink milk from a dog bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, that one was kind of funny to me. Like, let's just be, you know, kind of one of those things, let's just be honest about the situation. What would you rather do? But I'm thinking no one would rather be cheated on, and I'm not going to really opt to choose from, to eat from, to drink from a dog bowl either. That that one just made me laugh. Um there, Grace says that she would be cussing him out in an ancient dialect if you got me messed up. Um, which I could so see her doing. Like, I could so see head wrap, sage, and everything on her way out the door. I could so see her doing that. Uh, it's pretty pretty common. The women are saying, hell no. Just, just to be, just cover that base. Uh, <laughs> um, Mm. Ain't nobody worth this. I'll just gladly pack my own stuff and leave. Right. Um, let's say there again. I say Latavia says again. I say there are millions of women being cheated on. I know a few right now personally. Mm. We take that crap and keep mm. it moving. Her drinking from a bowl is just stupid, petty, childish, and BS. He needs to pick his raggedy heart up like the next person has and move on or forgive. Simple as that. Well, all right. I agree. That is kind of one of the I mean, things, you know, not saying that you should expect to be cheated on, but, you know, relationships, those are the, the ebbs and flows of it sometimes. Yeah. All right. right. I can see where she's going with that. <laughs> I mean, as mean as people think I might be in real life, I mean, I admit, I rant and I staff, but I would never do that to nobody. Like, make you drink out of a milk bowl. And I don't care how much I did. And if you think I need to drink out of milk bowl, I'm just going to make it easy on both of us and leave. Mm-hmm. Just call me when we yeah. can talk about it. Because I'm not drinking <laughs> on no milk bowl. 
didn't cancel that one. Put that on your camera. I'm going home. Yeah. Y'all are too breezy for the background. Somebody talking about some couple therapy might be more beneficial. Which is true. Then the damn dog bowl, absolutely. <laughs> I would yeah. hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Clean, new, dirty, it don't matter. It's just a thought no, process. It's not, really, it's, not, nah. it's not even really the ball. It ain't, yeah. No, it's not the ball. It's not even the ball. I think it's more so That's the first and foremost. It's talking about milk. I'm not drinking no milk. I don't drink milk out of glass. I definitely ain't drinking it out your bowl. Yeah, no. No. What were you saying, man? I think it's more so like the whole, like, you want me to get down on all fours, like, a, no. Mm-mm. No. I mean, again, like, my thing would be, you know, the, 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 the quote-unquote mature thing to do would be to figure out exactly, like, what happened. Like, why did your, how did it get to that point? Again, not saying you should be mad or offended or nothing like that, but how does, like, how does it get to that point where you, where, you know, where, where that happened? And let's have some let's have some discussion around that because obviously if you're if you, you know what I mean if, if you feel if you're with somebody for ten years and all of a sudden now you're starting to to cheat something something's going on whether it's with you, mm-hmm. you know, and again and we we know we don't give people passes cheating but something is going on. And it's not the resolution is not in the bottom of that damn bowl. Guaranteed, it ain't at the bottom of that bowl. Yeah, no, you still gonna be hurt when she's finished or he's finished. Y'all, you still be mad as hell when they finish with that milk. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. All right, come on. We got we got the ten minute mark, so let's go ahead and we got to start. We are at the three minute mark. We gotta wrap it up. Three minutes. We gotta wrap it up. All, all three right. of them. So let's go ahead. Um, all three of them. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give your last your last words, man. Uh, see y'all this weekend. Yes. And uh, I guess the panda gonna announce if the panda gonna be in the building tonight. Cause stop asking me. Ask the panda. I guess the panda is going to announce if the panda is going to be in the building because stop asking me. Ask the panda. Nobody, ain't nobody asked you that. Be quiet. Okay. Please. For the record, so, I'm coming. I will be. I will be in. I will be there. So get your tickets. Get your tickets. I'm coming to Oklahoma this weekend. So y'all go ahead and get some tickets, uh, and we're going to eat, and we're going to laugh, and y'all know After Dark is going to be off the hook, uh, and send those questions. They ain't sending a question, them questions, but we can, uh, the couple the couple I got is actually pretty interesting, but I need y'all to send more questions. I need y'all to buy y'all tickets. And come through, pick it with your people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What else you got, cousin? Uh, that's it, man. Sprinkle a little yep. petty in your day. Right, Ain't nothing like putting a little petty on somebody. I promise I it made my day go good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I want to see each and every one of your faces in the place on this Friday. And if um, you all have plans after after Friday, because that's where you will be, I want you all to have fun. Do something new this year for Valentine's Day. If you don't have a boo, take a baby. Take one of the kids that you love. Take one of your children out. Just, just show someone that you love some love. It is not reserved for specific romantic relationships. It is reserved for someone that you love. So take the time. Don't stress out. Have fun. Go skating. Go play karaoke. I mean, go sing karaoke. Have fun. Do something with somebody that you love. And be blessed. Everybody. (laughs) See y'all Friday. (laughs) That's all I got, Wynn. All right. Again, make sure you guys, uh, I I cannot reiterate enough Friday. I can't reiterate. So get your tickets. Um, we're gonna have a good time. Also, y'all know Kel's gonna be with us as well. Um, we have the dating game, so this is just not for people who are in relationships. So us single folks, um, I want y'all to come too. Um, we got we got some single stuff that we're gonna talk about too. So it's gonna be a good time. Um, so I want everybody to come. We're gonna be at Florence's restaurant Friday night. Also Saturday morning, I need y'all to be there Saturday morning. If you're an entrepreneur, we want to help you guys. I want to help you guys grow your business. I want to see your sales um, grow up. I want to see your, you know, I want to see y'all do good. So I'm coming with um, the ladies from Resilient Soul. Um, Q, you going to be there Saturday? You coming? I will. Yep, I'll be there. Love them. Love yeah, you. We'll so be there. We got, <laughs> yeah. no, we got, some, we got some, some people who got some, like, serious businesses who are doing some serious sales. So we're going to be at Dunlap Cotting um, on Sheridan um, Saturday morning from 11 to 2. Again, go to the Eventbrite page and get your um, get your stuff. We're going to talk about making sure your business is legal. We're going to talk about making sure your social media um, is being used properly because half of y'all is not using it properly. We're talking about email marketing. We're talking about how to make sure you get more sales. We're going to talk about your bookkeeping. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. But I want y'all to be there Saturday morning. I'm going to post both events on my page, and they're already on the Global Drive page. And they're already in the scoop group, so get your tickets for both Friday and Saturday night. Secondly, if you don't, if you're single, you can always win a big man, baby. No, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> we got. You got. Oh, that tickled me. <laughs> if you did not get, if you have not downloaded your copy, your free copy of Nouveau Exposure. Uh, magazine, which is the Global Drive magazine. It's called Nouveau Exposure. Um, you can go to our website and get it for free. It's www.nouveauexposure.org. It's a free publication. Go get it. It's a good read, man. Yeah, I definitely need to go and get that as well. Um, what else I got? Um, let's see. Tomorrow is Wednesday. The word on Wednesday um, is going to be on tomorrow. Um, so if you um, are not able to get to your midweek Bible study or if you don't have one, um, there is one here on Global Drive Network that you can tune into starting at 7 o'clock um, Central Standard Time. And then on Thursday, the Queen Conversations, they are on the air this week. They're talking about uh, the five love language, so my languages, excuse me, so myself uh, and Rob, Pastor Rob McClish will be on there. Um, Thursday night starting at 7.30, um, talking about um, the five love languages. So sometimes if you guys have never read that book or don't know anything about it, 
What it is is it gives you information to help you um, love your spouse uh, in a way that they can understand. Because sometimes we're doing things and think and not understanding why they they don't comprehend, not comprehend, but they don't receive what we're doing as love. It's because sometimes we're not speaking the right language. So tune in then as well. All right, and then Mondays, of course, we got the Soul Cafe. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in tonight. Um, we'll be back next week for another great show. Um, and yeah, I appreciate you guys. We're gonna do me a favor. Also, if you follow us on social media, um, share the link, share the show with somebody, let them know uh, about um, not just the school, but Global Drive Network and what we're doing. Oh, one more thing. If you need to advertise, there it is. That's what I forgot. If you need to advertise, you got a product, you got a book, you got a business, whatever it is that you do, that you need to see me. Uh, we have great pricing um, for you We through social media, um, through the radio, through our magazine. Um, where we can um, get your product in front of more people um, than you currently are. So see me um, if you are uh, interested or if you need anything. Um, you can always email us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com, globaldriveradio at gmail.com. One more, I forgot, one more thing. Music, if you are an artist and you got some music that you want us to play, email us, globaldriveradio at gmail.com, and we'll definitely get you on the radio. All right? I think that's it. Did I miss anything? Nah, I think you got it. All right, Steve. <laughs> appreciate you. Cuzzo, appreciate you. Kels, appreciate you. I'll see y'all this weekend. Y'all have a good night and enjoy the rest of your week. I'll talk to y'all later. Just give it, would you just spend it? And I'm still standing here. First, you say you 